Pastor Christian, all the way from San Pedro Laguna, Philippines. Praise the Lord. Amen. How many know when you get hot, you don't want to get not? Hello, somebody. Amen. Amen. And I thank God that, you know what, back in 95, he changed my life. And uh, how many know that when God saves you from the county jail, everything's good? Hello, somebody. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, uh, well, why don't you go ahead and have your seats for a minute? You guys can go ahead and thank you very much. I want to stay in time because I know the mothers are all hungry this morning. Hello, and you, you uh, kids, you, you know, make sure you take them out or cook for them. Hello. Yeah, some of y'all got to cook today. Hello. But I'm just a blessed man of God today. I thank God for my salvation. I thank God for the church of Victory Outreach Hayward. Amen. And I thank God for Manny Pacquiao's win last night. Hello, somebody. That boy is just non-stoppable right now. How many can say praise the Lord? It must be eating the, the high-grade rice in the Philippines. But he's got stamina. And that's a little bit about something what we're going to talk about today. A little bit is, has to do with stamina as well. But, you know, I want to just thank God because who would think that I would be, you know, uh, Brother Toby was saying, did you ever think you'd see your name next to a bunch of roses? <laughs> I said, I, I said to myself, I really don't think I'd ever see my name up there on the wall. Hello, somebody. Unless it was, you know, tagged with some spray paint or something. Amen. But, uh, you know, 16 years now later, I'm still clean and sober, still serving the Lord, still on fire for God. Amen. Come on now, Victory Outreach. That's good news. Because if you knew who I used to be, my friend, you would not want to be around me. Hello. I'm so blessed today. I got two of my oldest friends in the house today, too. I just want to thank God that they were able to make it. Amen. Um, Chris has been a friend since I was seven years old. We were here in Hayward and going up at the boys' club. And then we, we formed our little crew called the Mob Crew. Hello, somebody. <laughs> So it's good to have uh, Stoner Boy and Captain Hook in the house. Hello, somebody. <laughs> so if you hear them calling me Cody, don't trip, don't, you know, amen. That's my old, you know, <clears throat> anyways. <laughs> They're the ones who gave me that name. Hello, somebody. So, uh, but, you know, it's just blessed to be here. And I was always the youngster of the group, too. So still the youngster of the group. Now that I'm the youngster in Victory Outreach, hello, somebody. Amen. Uh, but I'm just blessed. Who would have known that I would be traveling the world preaching the gospel? Who would know that I would even get a passport? Even though every time I pass through the airport, they search me. They search everything on me and everything else. But it's just another opportunity. How many know that you know the world prepared me for what I'd be doing in Christianity? Hello, somebody. And I know I got used to those strip searches and everything else in the world. So why not now in the Lord? Amen. So every time I go through the airport, I already know they put the, the little coat on my, pat, my, my paper, and I know exactly they're going to say, go over there. 
And they put me in the line to be searched and all my stuff. But the whole time, how many know I get to sit there and minister and tell them about what God has done in my life? That I used to be a meth addict, that I used to be a drug addict, but God was able to save me. How many can say amen? And then my mother, after, after I was in missionary in Ireland, my mother, now she's serving God. She's, still, she's born again. She's in Victory Outreach Tacoma. And she's probably, she's, man, she's just my prayer warrior. I know I thank God every time. She, I know she's praying for me all the time. And uh, it was the prayers of my grandmother that got us born again. Hello, somebody. So, you know, don't ever despise what, you know, the prayers of a mother can do. Hello, somebody. Amen. And uh, so God has been faithful in my life, in my family. And uh, yes, I miss my, mo- my wife today. But, you know, praise God. She had a great time in church yesterday. And God moved heavily. Amen. At this time, I want to go ahead and show a quick short video in regards to Mother's Day. So if we can go ahead and roll that clip. Hey, buddy. What you got there? Is that a Mother's Day card? Yep. Mind if I hop over? Yep. Mother's Day. Crazy, isn't it? Yep. Gotta get her flowers. Yep. Gotta get her candy. Mothers love candy. And you gotta call her. Heaven forbid you don't call your mother, you know? I mean, what does the Bible say? No fury like a mother scorned? Yeah. Anywho, I just don't get what the big deal is. I mean, why a whole day? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not like the Christopher Columbus or Al Roker. Can you name me one mother that discovered America or invented weather? Huh? You can't, can you? Because there is no mother that did that, okay? That's all I'm saying. What is the big deal? Why don't I have a day, okay? I just look at what the big dealio is, that's all. What's the dealio? Yeah. Because she took care of you. She blew your nose, she wiped your bottom, she kissed your boo-boos, and every time you looked at her and said, Hey, Mom, watch this, watch what I can do, look at me! She looked every time, no matter what goofy thing you were doing, and you know you did some goofy things. Why does she get a day? Because she gave birth to you! And through all the pain and the tears, she still loved you! She loved you! You're unlovable! That's why she gets a day. You're right. You are so right. You're right. I need to call my mom. Can you give me a minute? Get out. Get out. Okay. 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 stand amen how many know mama still loved us and even when we didn't really appreciate them so much hello somebody huh come on let's give an applause to all the mothers in this place now i want you to do one more thing which i did to pastor josie she's probably telling him why don't you tell him what that is what i did and so i want anybody here find a mom and do this and just take them by the hand 
and you put them, put their hand to your head right there. Come on. Somebody, come on. Grab your mother's hand or a mother's hand or put it to your head. All right. That's a blessing in Filipino. How many can say amen? That's what you, you, know, you do is an honor, is a respect to your mothers, your fathers, your elders. And it, they call it blessing them. So uh, now you're all Filipino. How many can say amen? All right. Come on now. Praise the Lord. Let's open our Bibles to 2 Timothy. We usually show a video and things, but we're gonna, I think Pastor's going to show it another week, maybe next week, next Sunday. Uh, God's raising up some preachers in our church, and you know, God's starting to raise up people who are catching the vision. Amen? Amen. So there's a video that will be played for you next week. Um, 2 Timothy chapter 2. If you got it, say, I got it. Verse 11 to verse 13. It is a trustworthy statement. For if we die with him, he shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he will remain faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Let's pray. Father, we bless you and thank you that you are a faithful God. That even when we are not so faithful, your faithfulness endures forever. Thank you, Lord God, this morning that you will minister to our hearts through the reading and the ministry of your word and the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Give somebody a high five as you have your seats this morning. Praise the Lord. It's good to be here in the U.S. for a minute, although it's cold and uh, I miss the sunshine. Actually, they're having a typhoon right now. That's what I heard. Uh, so the rainy season's coming. Hello, somebody. But, uh, you know, I want to talk to you about faithfulness this morning. You know, I wrestled and wrestled and wrestled with what should I share, what should I talk about. But this is something that I really feel that is timely for the church and for the mothers and for everyone here today. Because there's one thing that I have been able to tell you that I have been living since Christ is that I have learned the art of faithfulness, the fruit of faithfulness. How many can say amen? And there's one thing that I think all of us need to have because the Bible says in Galatians that faithfulness is a fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Faithfulness is something that can only really come from God in a world that we're living in right now. How many can say amen? It's a part of who God is. The character of God, who He is. You see, God is not a, a man that He shall lie. How many can say praise the Lord? God is not a man that he shall, you know, go back on his word or break his promise. But how many know that all God's promises are yes and amen? It is an amazing thing that God is even faithful when we're not so faithful. When I look at all of the years, and I'll tell you right now, my life as a Christian hasn't always been on the right track. Although, listen, I am continue to carry my cross and do all that I can to remain faithful to God, i got to be honest, though, that it hasn't always been perfect. How many know we make mistakes? Hello? 
We hurt people, we offend people, we do things, we do things, you know, we, we veer off to the left or to the right. How many here say, you know what, today i got to be honest, I have made some mistakes in my Christian life. Come on now. Just because we become Christian don't mean we're perfect. Hello. Sometimes we expect others to be perfect, but we're not so perfect in ourselves. Hello, somebody. That makes us imperfect already. Hello. You see, God's character is an awesome thing that, you know what, God offers to us through the Holy Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit goes on about love, joy, peace, faithfulness, and all of these things. And we have to understand that these are the things that begin, begin to become a part of who we are now. You see, God didn't just take away my drug addiction. God didn't just clean me up and, you know, rearrange me, but he reached down inside and started to deal with my pride. He reached down inside me and started to deal with issues in my life. I was an angry young man. Hello, somebody. You know, one of my friends can attribute, you testify that, you know, when we would be walking down the street sometimes and say, hey, Cody, why don't you do this? And say, I would turn around and I would do it. And what it was is I would smack somebody upside their head. Because I was angry. I didn't care. You know? But God began to deal with the issues inside of my life. That's the only reason why I'm standing here today. Because of the faithfulness of God. That when I wasn't so lovable, God still loved me anyways. How many can say amen? If we die with Christ, the scripture says, then we should also live with him. You see, the thing about dying to ourselves, you see, this is what faithfulness is actually contrary to. Because the opposite of faithfulness is self-centeredness. And we got to learn to know that, listen, no matter what, we got to fix our eyes upon Christ and who, who He is, what He's done for us, and the example He has led for us. Because He was able to go through some heavy trials. Hello, somebody. He got shanked in the side, he got beat up, he got battered, he got bruised, but he still held his mud and he stood still his ground and he said, you know what, I still have a place to go and so I'm going to be faithful to what God the Father has sent me to do. And God has a plan for each one of our lives. God has a destiny and a, and a design before us. God's design for me was not to be living the way I was living, but God had a new plan for me. And so he said, look it, I'm going to reach into that Santa Rita County Jail. I'm going to pull you out, give you an opportunity for you to be able to be cleaned up and dealt with. And God will be faithful and just to save you. Hello, somebody. After all the horrible things I did in my life, God was still there to love me and be faithful in my life. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand of praise. The definition of faithful. Number one, you find the word, it's either being strict or thorough in your performance or duty. Being strict or thorough in your performance or duty. It's also being true to one's word, to your promises and to your vows. Steady in allegiance or affection. Loyal or constant. This is the definition of faithfulness, everybody. The, the definition of faithless, someone who is an opposite, would be this. Not keeping faith, dishonest, disloyal, 
unreliable, and undependable. Kind of like some of us, you know, kids to our mothers. Hello, somebody. Come on now. Came to church, you know. We came here to, to you know, change, I hope. Amen. I'm not going to try to preach too hard today. Hello, somebody. Oh, you. Usually I come in and I beat everybody up and I split. Hello, somebody. But it's Mother's Day. I'm going to be a little nicer today. Talking about the faithfulness of God. But how many know we need to get right? We need to stop with all the dishonesty. I was not a man of my word before. Hello, somebody. I was an unpredictable individual. One minute I'd be happy. The next minute I'd be all up in somebody's face. Hello. I was unpredictable in all of my life, and my life was just being tossed to and fro. I didn't really have any control over what would happen next. I just lived one day at a time. Hello, somebody. But that was a faithless lifestyle. So when God came into my life and I was in the home and God began to change my heart and change my life and I started to be touched by the hand of God, the love of God began to touch my life and give me a new heart. Hello? I started to taste of the faithfulness of God. I started to believe that, you know what, you know, there is, a, there is hope. Faithfulness is is or faithlessness is rising to its peak today. The major underlying problem right now in society is faithlessness because of self-centeredness. We live in a world that is all about me. Hello. We live in a world that's all about me, and this is the father of unresponsibility. Faith, faithlessness. Unresponsibility. Hello, somebody. I wasn't a, I wasn't a responsible father before Christ. I wasn't a responsible husband, or I didn't really, you know, I wasn't responsible at all. In fact, I shunned every responsibility I could have, and I avoided it. Hello, like the plague. And this was because I had no faithfulness in my life. I wasn't even faithful to myself. Not long ago, a person's word was his bond. And even by a mere handshake... Business deals were sealed and agreed, not by contract, not by written or legal legalities. It was just by a mere handshake that the word was your bond. Historians say that faithfulness was such a cornerstone of the Roman Republic that not one divorce happened in the first 700 years of marital contracts. But now divorce is given at the slightest bit of trouble or trial. The slightest bit of, you know what, I woke up this morning and I don't like you, so that's it, I'm divorcing you. You don't pick up your socks off the floor, forget about it, that's it. I'm tired of telling you this and tired of telling you that, blah, 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 blah. So marriages are easily being destroyed because of faithlessness. You go to the Philippines and you're, you're bound for life. You get married, that's it. You can't divorce in the Philippines. There's no second chances. <laughs> what would happen if that wasn't here in America? 
You see, and this is what we got to understand, that this has creeped in and, and really destroyed a lot of families. You see, the problem with right now is, is a lot of families are destroyed. Mothers and fathers don't know how to be mothers and fathers because they're having marital conflicts and they're having, you know, relationship after relationship. And, and so because of that, children are growing up without really good role models, without security and strength and faithfulness. They don't learn how to keep their word. They learn how to lie. Hello? And those are the things that are being passed from one generation to the next. Because why? As we are growing and the, the times are getting shorter, we're starting to see that faithlessness is becoming a part of a self-centered world. Hello. And we need to be careful that it doesn't creep into our church, into our Christianity. We need to be careful and guard it with all of our heart. Because listen, I know that my Bible says that you shall be faithful until the end. Revelation speaks about the faithful over and over and how the faithful will be the ones who will govern the world in the end. They will reign in the kingdom of God. The faithful. Are you with me? Faithfulness is a major role, in, or faithlessness is a major role in the destruction of society today. You can't believe the politicians anymore. The last honest politician probably was Abraham Lincoln, which we all know as Honest Abe. Amen? Sorry, I, I preach in Taglish now, so it comes out of me. The key is, the only, is only to go ahead and be found when we shift from a self-centered lifestyle to a God-centered lifestyle. Here's an overview of God's faithfulness. One of Paul's favorite subjects was faithfulness of God. Paul's life proved it in thousands of dangers, thousands of struggles, that when all of these things happened in his life, that he was shipwrecked, that he was stoned, that he was persecuted, and, and he was talked about, and, and everybody had a problem with Paul. When all was said and done, he would still turn around, and he would still say that God had never failed him. You see, when we go through trials and problems in our households, in our marriages, or even in our, with our children. Hello, somebody. How many know children can be a thorn in the flesh sometimes? The children we're raising can be a little bit of a trial sometimes. I know I was one of them. How many can say amen? And so because of that, these trials that we face, we cannot throw in the towel. Parenting is for life. Hello, somebody. You cannot live a self-centered parenting lifestyle. You cannot be a self-centered parent. You cannot be thinking about yourself. Marriage is not a self-centered contract. Marriage is a contract saying, listen, my life is not mine anymore. It's yours, men of God. Hello. You got to die. You got to die. Amen. Amen. Anytime I care, counsel anybody who's getting married, I say, you are ready to die then, right? You're ready to, for D-Day. D-Day's coming. When you get married, it's D-Day, period. You can't just get up and say, decide to do this and do that. You got to, you know, you got to consult and talk and communicate. Hello, somebody. You got to be faithful. Your level of faithfulness goes up another notch when you say, I do. How many can say amen? 
Paul went through a great deal of trials and stresses and everything. Hello. A lot more than some of us. We go through a little pity party and that's it. We snivel and run away. Oh, Pastor Josie's so mean to me. She rebuked me. She told me, you know, you should iron your pants better. <laughs> I can't. I can't be faithful to that no more. Give me a break. How many can say amen? amen? Excuses are like armpits. We all have armpits and they all stink. Hello, somebody. <laughs> you need to get some dry idea and stop crying. Hey, I'm going to get say amen. amen. This is my Mother's Day gift to Pastor Joseph because this is what I feel needs to be understood. Faithfulness will get you a long way. If anybody has been faithful, it's that woman in the front row. You've seen her go through stuff bigger than your little life. Hello. Bigger than what you're going through. And we should be understanding it. Listen, look at the faithfulness that she continues to rely on a faithful God. That when all is said and done, God is still going to be faithful. Hello, somebody. In 2 Timothy 1.12, Paul is talking about, For this reason I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. You see, we cannot be ashamed just because life is not perfect. We cannot begin to, you know, fight back and give up. Because we have to know the God in whom we serve. That the God in whom we serve is the one that has created the heavens and the earth. The one that can heal the lame man. The one that has in the, the triple bypass surgery. The one with diabetes and different things. My God has healed and touched and delivered. And if God can do those things, how much more can he give you a spirit of faithfulness to your marriage, to your children, and to your family, and to your pastor? Hello, somebody. That no matter what trial comes your way, you're going to go ahead and armor up and say, listen, my God has placed me right where I am, and I know that he is the righteous judge, and that all justice belongs to him. Amen. How many can say Amen. That I know that he will keep what I have committed. You know what Paul was talking about? He says what I have committed. I have committed my life to him. In other words, the word committed, when you go to the Greek, it talks about making a deposit. You have, we have all deposited our life into the hands of God. And how dare we start making withdrawals? Hello, somebody. We need to continue to know that, listen, we've deposited our hands into the life of God, the hands of God. And he will be faithful until the end. No matter what trial or circumstance comes your way, my friend, my God is more than enough. Come on, smile at your neighbor. Give him a high five. Say, God is more than enough, man. That's good news. Come on, give your neighbor a high five right now. Come on, come on, come on. You're in church. You got to be obedient. Hello, somebody. All right. I know I shout and scream a lot. God bless me with a nice voice. Hello, somebody. Can't help what God gives me. Amen. 
Amen. Second Timothy 2.13 says, If we are faithless, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. You see, God's faithfulness will continue on. Why? Because it is a part of who he is, and he will not deny his faithfulness in who he is. Hello, somebody. In the midst of a world that was messed up, tore up, and in sin and darkness, Jesus came into the world. And not only that, but he had a lot of people following him for a while. But he already knew in his mind, all these people are going to turn around and backstab me. Hello, somebody. They're all going to turn their back and say, you know what? This guy is loco, loco. Hello, somebody. He's lost some kind of marbles upstairs. And so they all gave up on him. Hello. But he still... Now, that's the kind of homeboy I need in my corner. How many can say amen? He was true to his word. He doesn't let us down. When we are even not so faithful, God is still faithful. You see, you know what? We got to learn that it is a part of the fruit of the Spirit of God. And how many know that God has given us a deposit into our life? It is the Spirit of God. And so, therefore, we learn to love. We learn to do these things, and we learn to be faithful. Faithfulness will be tested. Faithfulness will be tried. But when you are still faithful until the end, it is as if you're doing it as unto the Lord. When you are faithful, even when everybody else has given up and saying, you know what, forget about it. I can't do this anymore. My friend, I have seen some come and go, but I have still said, no what, no matter, no how. God has called me to victory outreach, and I'm going to continue to preach the gospel, and I'm going to continue to know that God will provide for my needs, and I'm going to continue to hold on to the God and the promises he He's given to me. Acts 16.31 came to pass in my life. As long as you trust in the Lord, you and your household shall be saved. And my mother got born again, cleaned up from drugs, delivered and set free. Fellow somebody. One after the other, my family members are starting to say, you know what? Listen, there's no future in that anymore. I'm going to go ahead and serve the Lord. Because that's what God promised. How many can say amen? Paul even mentions it of Timothy in 1 Corinthians 4.17 that Timothy is a beloved and faithful child in the Lord. Timothy was faithful. He was a young preacher. He was a young man. And how many know that, you know, Paul turned around and said, Timothy, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Now, why would Paul have to tell this young man this? Because probably the people in the church and the people he was serving, the people around him, weren't so lovely to him sometimes, weren't so faithful. But he still encouraged Timothy. He said, you know what? Nevertheless, Timothy has been a faithful son. A faithful son, no matter what has come, no matter what people say about me or try to do against me, he has still been there whenever I have needed him. How many can say amen? amen. Faithful child of the Lord. And let me tell you something, mothers. Paul knew where the respect needed to come from. Because you read about it in 2 Timothy 1.5 that he attributed a lot of Timothy's character to his mother and to his grandmother. Hello, somebody. Our lives, your life, mothers, will make a difference. It will make a difference. 
How many can say amen? The things that you're doing in your, in, for your children, they might not understand it when they're young. But later on, they're going to look back and say, thank you, mother. I'm so sorry. I was so stubborn. I didn't, wasn't so faithful of a son. But they're going to turn around someday and give you the respect. How many can say amen? So listen, I want you to know that your life is not in vain as a mother. Your life is not in vain because, listen, everything you're doing for your children will not be in vain. A mother's life is a life of faithfulness. The minute they give birth is the minute they begin to die to themselves. Hello, somebody. They begin to start to live their life unto others. I remember a testimony of Pastor Sonny's mother. And how she was preaching in the streets and all of that. But then the day that Pastor Sonny was born was the day she stopped preaching in the streets and started mothering Pastor Sonny. And look at what God has done through that man's life. A worldwide movement who are helping drug addicts and prostitutes and gang members all over the world. How many can say amen? Give the Lord a hand of praise for that. What Paul mentioned about these women was that they had a sincere faith. It was true. It was without hypocrisy. It wasn't hot one minute and cold the next. It was true. It was a sincere faith. Mothers are faithful even when we're not. Hello, somebody. The definition today is this, listen, that faithfulness is somebody who's strict and thorough in their performance of duty. True to one's word, promises or vows. Steady in allegiance or affection. Loyal or constant. How many can say amen? There's one thing I want to say when, as, in closing. You see, God had a plan for my family. My mother and I used to deal drugs and run drugs and do everything together because we were both messed up. The devil had us, had us bound. But I thank God because Victory Outreach had became a spiritual family to my life. One of the values of this ministry is, listen, we got to learn to love and serve and encourage and bear each other's burdens, believe in each other. Hello, somebody. It's not about me anymore. It's not about a self-centered lifestyle anymore. How many can say amen? amen? And those of you who have known me over the years, you know that my Christian life, since God has touched me, has never been the same, and I have not lived my life as a selfish individual anymore. There have been times that my selfish nature wants to take control, yes, but that my life speak about the faithfulness of the Lord. How many can say amen? amen? The spiritual family God gives us is a wonderful opportunity for us to really learn how to be good parents. Learn how to die to oneself. Learn how to honor the parents in our life. How many can say amen? amen. 
And so I got to say, listen, I thank God for my spiritual father and mother because many times it wasn't easy to serve God. Many times it wasn't, you know, uh, but there was many times I started getting off to the left. And, you know, this woman in the front, she was quick to tell me, hey, get right before you get left. And as many times, you know, the rebuke can be a little harsh, but listen, it's a rebuke in love. How many can say amen? You see, my mother, when I and we were in drugs, she would let everything go because she was on drugs too. And I learned that, listen, you know what? It's not really about being your best, the best friend to your children. You cannot be the best friend to your children. It's not going to work. Because my mom and I, we were best friends. Amen, guys? My house was the party house for a long time. She was the mother to many. But nevertheless, she'll tell you today what a real mother should be living like. My mom is, you know, God has saved her 13 years now. She's been clean and sober as well. But I thank God for the spiritual family God has given me. Many times I would have quit if it wasn't for them, if it wasn't for some of you here, and if it wasn't for Pastor Joseph. How many can say amen? Every head bowed and every eye closed. I know a lot more about the importance of the spiritual family because I have a lot of young ladies and young men in my church who call me father and dad and tatai. And, and I hear the testimonies of some of these young ladies who the enemy had a stronghold in their family. Some of them were 14 years old and prostituting their lives and doing things for gangs and different things. And you know what? If it wasn't for the opportunity for me to be there just to love them and encourage them in the Lord, who knows what their life would have been, what kind of more problems and trials would have came their way. The legacy of Victory Outreach has been a wonderful legacy of parenting and fatherhood and a spiritual family that, listen, no, we're not going to be perfect. Pastor Josie ain't going to be perfect. But she's doing her best, right? She's doing her best. How many can say Amen. So you got to learn to forgive her when she might make a mistake or do anything. Because listen, she's faithful anyways. How much more should we be faithful? Be faithful to this church. Be faithful to your pastors. Be faithful because she has mad respect for my life after what she's been through. And she might, you know, rebuke me for saying all this, but that's okay. But it's got to be said. It's got to be said, and I'm going to say it today. It's the only Mother's Day gift I can give to her right now. You know what? Let it go. Don't look around. She's mama. She's mother. And she's laid her life down for us. And so honor should be given where honor is due. All the mothers here, you can understand too. Listen, imagine her at a greater scale, loving all of us as her children, but still yet we're stubborn sometimes. We still make mistakes, but still loving us the same. 
That's the love of God, the faithfulness of God. If every head is bowed and every eye closed today, I would like to ask you today, listen, you want to go ahead and acknowledge the faithfulness of God. And you say, look, I haven't been so faithful to the Lord. I haven't been so faithful to, you know, my mother or my parents or what have you. If this message has ministered to your life, if every head is bowed and every eye closed, lift up your hand for me today. God bless you. Many hands are going up. God bless you. God bless you. Just quickly put it up and put it down. God bless you. God sees your hands. Maybe you're here and you don't know the Lord yet. You haven't tasted of the faithfulness of God. And maybe you want to go ahead and say, look, I want to I want a part of that faithfulness that God has given to you. If that's you here today, I want to invite you to lift up your hand real quickly. Everybody's bow their heads. God bless you. God bless you. There's some hands going up. God bless you. This is the decision that I made 16 years ago to serve the Lord. And God has been faithful. Let's all stand. Just take a few moments to sing a song and a chorus. Close your eyes. and I should be dead today if it wasn't for God. I would be serving a prison sentence. Who knows where I would be right now if it wasn't for God reaching into the pit that I was living in. God has been faithful, church. God has been faithful. Let's worship him right now, everybody in this place. Come on. The attitude of gratitude. Yeah. 